0: Hashtag fan fiction at untouchable yan hashtag first tv 226c.
1: So I was watching the Republican debate and something really stuck out to me.
2: We're better than what the Democrats are selling. We are not going to allow abortion all the way up till birth. And we we cannot let states like California, New York and Illinois
0: have abortions on demand up until the day of
1: birth. There's more.
3: I would love is for someone to ask Biden and Kamala Harris, are they for
1: 38 weeks? Are they for 39 weeks? Are they for 40 weeks? The campaign rhetoric suggesting that late-term abortions happen frequently is a lie. I'm gonna give you the facts. Over two-thirds of abortions happen before eight weeks. 90% of abortions happening before 12 weeks. And a whopping 1.3% of abortions are happening after 21 weeks. There is such an evilness and insensitivity to why women are even getting these procedures at that particular point in their pregnancy. When at that stage, many people have experienced some sort of catastrophic fetal abnormality or something that could lead to the woman literally dying. Like we're not going to sit here and act like 96% of congressional Republicans didn't vote against birth control. And these are the same people who want to cut funding for safety net programs, who consider housing assistance lazy, who don't think people should get food stamps. You know, the things that actually help you provide for a child. You don't want people making informed decisions about their own bodies and their own health. It's simple. Family planning should be for families. There is no reason this private matter should be up for public debate like this. All
4: right. <laughs> always found it extremely interesting how mainly, mainly Republicans constantly talk about late-term abortions as if it's extremely common, which it's not. It's extremely rare. And, yeah, that's just what I have.
0: So, I will say I am very much pro choice, and I, I feel a need to establish that first. I am pro choice, yes. And I, I will say it seems like people in power simply do not care about women. And constituents of a particular party don't, not, not only do they, not care about women or perhaps don't care about women, but they certainly don't care about doing research because yes, Kevin, like you said, like she said, late-term abortions are very rare, a very small amount. And generally, like she explained, it's just for the sake of saving somebody, like saving the woman who might die. but the people in power often don't care about women in the first place. So that's a problem. And FYI, when you talk about um, the woman who was like, so uh, Senator Harris or or Vice President Harris, President uh, Biden, is it 38 weeks? Is it 39 weeks? Is it 40 weeks? It's like, 40 weeks is the actual full term of the pregnancy. So mm-hmm. I I heard somebody once say that you know, at 40 weeks, that's not called an abortion, that's called giving birth. <laughs> you know, it's like p- people are so ridiculous. But again, people don't like doing their research. They just hear big numbers and they like getting emotional and Like, like I'm willing to bet, based on the knowledge or lack thereof, (laughs) of people, they could probably get up and say, what are you talking about? Having an abortion in the 90th week? Like, what? (laughs) Please. What's that? Like, Uh, 50 weeks after... Anyway, but whatever, sometimes, anyway. Um, But yeah, that just motivates people to get emotional and donate money to the campaign. Mm -hmm. Now I will say also, seeing that black man speak on it, I was like, who is that running for Republican office? Is that my uh, beautiful Ben Carson again? But um, anyway, I'm I I I'm, uh, shh, zip, and it's actually Tim, not Tim Meadows, Tim Scott, and I looked up Tim Scott, and I will save this for my one minute. You're one squared, Kevin.
4: Yes, it is. right. Um, it is very interesting to me how they are so against it, against it unless their side piece gets pregnant. there. There is secret. Don't say nothing. And that's happened countless times. And yeah, that's what
0: I have. I'll say mm-hmm.
4: that's unless
0: they say you can have your child, but move three states away and raise the child away from me, away mm-hmm. from us. That happens too. And <laughs> the reason that, that I'm kind of on the fence about going into too much detail with my particular example there, is a politician that I actually liked had that exact situation. Mm. Anyway, whatever. But (laughs) people uh, do what they do. As for Tim Scott, yes, he is not married. And when you look up Tim Scott, that tends to be a big thing that one of the first things about he's not married. He's not married, he doesn't have kids. And at first I was like, oh, well, maybe that means he's gay. (laughs) I don't, I I don't think it's right to do that to people just because they're not married and don't have kids. That doesn't make them gay. He might be, but he might not be. That's not my place to judge. Now I will say this as he he was almost married in his forties, he's 56, but that's another story. I will say that people talk about having a right to uh, speak on abortion and such, Mm. it's like, he's not even married. How can he speak on that? It's like, but there are other people who have equally um, closed-minded points of view and they are married with children. So it's like, uh, I don't know if it's right to hold that alone against somebody. I don't think it's necessarily the best, but I don't think it should be held against them alone. And, oh, can I take a little extra time and talk about my mommy? Go for it. So I I did want to say in reference to rough pregnancies, throughout her entire life, my mom never, ever, ever, told me that she had a rough pregnancy with me, it wasn't until she passed away that some in my family were like, you know, your mom had a rough uh, delivery. And I was like, really? And I, I, I didn't know that because whenever I would ask my mom, how was it giving birth to me? Her answer would always be, well, and see, even when I was talking to you about this before the show, I started to cry and it's starting to make me cry again. But, um, she's like, well, Aaron, uh, I just went to sleep. And when I woke up, your grandmother handed you to me. Hmm. And I realized subsequently that, um, Oh, yes, she had a C-section. No, they don't give out C-sections just because. She had a C-section because I was not an easy delivery. So that's why the hospital was like, we want her to have a C-section to deliver this baby. And... Years ago, I when I would listen to the podcast, The Gay Christian Network, I don't know if that's still around, but I, I think it was pretty cool. And I would listen to the Gay Christian Network, and one time they had a dude on there, a hetero guy, hetero ally, who was giving the story of his wife's pregnancy and how when his wife gave birth to their son who ended up gay, (laughs) it was a rough pregnancy. And he was saying that through some of his research, it seems when women have rough pregnancies, and he did make it like this, but he was like, it's like God blesses them with a gay child (laughs) to connect because he was like, that child, my, my son, connected with his mom so much, he was so connected with her, mm. you know? And it's interesting how that can go. Anyway. Mm. Okay, and um, I, I will say As far as my uh, one sentence, and I I, I was kind of holding if you wanted to throw something in there, but you, you don't have to. As for my one sentence, I'll say, it feels like society simply does not care about the women who are here. They only care about the child in the belly. And. For the women who are here they're like uh go on with you okay um make way for the, for the new and improved model you know and it's like that's that's problematic that's not only is that problematic that's despicable 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 anyway hmm. The hashtag Verse TV family question is, do you think the unmarried childless population will or should eventually have equal opportunity for success in politics?
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> one of my uh, family members one time when I was young, not a kid, but like in college was watching a uh, presentation of somebody who was running for office and he, he was, my family member was like, that's not a wife. That's you and your daughter, daughter. Do you have no wife? No, no, no. You can't run for politics with me. No. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's tough. Anyway, or you can't run for office with me. Anyway, are you ready for topic D, in which I will go first?
2: Yeah. Hashtag
0: the connections at Polyam Fam #VerseTV226D.
5: A lot of you have been asking how my poly relationships work since I started posting videos with my partners. So let's talk about it. I don't really feel comfortable talking about other people's sexualities on my channel, but I'll talk about my own and how our relationships fit together. For most of my life, I identified as straight, but in the last couple years, I've been coming to terms with my own queerness, and I now identify as queer. Paige is my wife and we've been married for six years. Our marriage started monogamous, but about four of those years have been polyamorous. Grace is also my partner and we've been seeing each other for a little over a year. Paige and Grace are not partners with each other. Kyle is Paige's boyfriend and they've also been seeing each other about a year. Kyle is not partnered with me or Grace. Paige and Grace are currently my only two partners, but all three of them have other partners outside of the four of us. And none of our relationships are closed. A lot of popular polymedia representation comes in the form of closed triads, thruples, whatever you want to call them. But from my experience, this is how most polyamorous relationships work. People having the relationships they want and managing each individual one as they see fit. Sure, it can get a little complicated to manage and explain, but I think it's beautiful that we all have the ability to customize our relationships however we want.
0: I agree with him 100%. I do think that is a beautiful progression of society allowing people to customize their relationships to whatever they want it to be. I think that's a beautiful thing. I will say for myself, I am a little bit more conservative. So I do just want a monogamous relationship one-on-one you know it's just like the old show but yeah
4: well, not just like the old show it's a
0: different show but uh one on one me and my partner you know and in terms of the poly thing while the poly thing is cool i ask is the love always evenly distributed among the parties no. i don't I, I question. And I find it to be, And what he said, was an intriguing view of Polly. And I also ask who gets the soup when somebody's sick in the Polly relationship? Who will bring you your soup when somebody is sick and as somebody with a big diagnosis, if you will, a lifetime diagnosis, multiple sclerosis, stuff like that does run through my mind. Like who will bring you the chicken noodle soup when you're sick? I don't know. And um, yeah, because people, Sometimes I've experienced get bored with me and my MS situation. It starts off cute and noble, like, hi, I'm dating a man with a disability. I'm special. Look at me, (laughs) like Jennifer Lewis and Jackie's back. Look at me. Look at me. I'm with a disabled man. It's like, anyway. But that's also an insecurity of mine that has me, I at times run the risk of pushing away good partner with my uh, insecurity. You just want to be with me for the sake of being with a disabled person until you get bored with me then go throw me away and then who's gonna get my soup anyway but Polly makes it makes the move on. I question if it makes moving on from somebody easier or more difficult. And other people are there to occupy your time. Yes. It's complexity. I'll finish my
4: one minute. <laughs> Alright, um I personally have always been a monogamous person. With like polyamorous relationships was never really my thing. Nothing against those that do it, like do you. It's just not for me. And yeah, that's just the way really that's really the way I've always been. And yeah, it might possibly have something to do with me initially living in the Southern uh, community. (laughs) So that's just the way I look at it. But I mean, like I said, like you do you, whatever it is, do you think? And that's what I have.
0: Maryland is Northern, but it's called the old line state for a reason.
4: Well, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I will also say that, and I'll follow this into a question for you. One of my exes in terms of people being like, I'm with the, uh, disabled boys. So I'm, I'm noble. And one of my exes, one time he was like, wanted to go to Six Flags Gay Day. And um, I was like, that's a lot of walking. I don't think, I- and that was before I even had to use a cane. But that, that was still a lot of walking. So I was like, I don't think I can do that. And he was like, oh, I hate being with you. Bitch, he, he he didn't call me a bitch, but um, he was like, ah, you holding me back because he needed a ride. Anyway, but um, my question for you is, just thinking about Six Flags Gay Day, mm-hmm. I would bet that there are people who would show up at the park and be like, it's gay day, (laughs) heck no, and leave. (laughs) And there would probably be people who would say that and make sure they complain first. And as a former Six Flags employee, would you uh, be the one to table those complaints about how dare you all have a gay day? To
4: be told, probably, yes.
0: What you mean,
4: probably? I mean...
0: Did you or didn't you?
4: get those complaints. I'm saying I probably would get those complaints. Yeah, people... get Anything from it? No.
0: (laughs) And I would have, like, I get it. Wait, you said did they get anything from it? Yeah. What would they do? Complain and want a refund? Yeah. They should know they wouldn't get a refund from you. I bet you didn't give a refund to anybody. You were probably like one of the... It was what huh? I
4: did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I did.
0: That's why you worked your way up to manager because they were like, oh, he doesn't give
4: refunds to people. <laughs> Mm -hmm. If it was legitimate, then yes, I would. And
0: almost nothing would be legitimate with you. But (laughs) anyway. Oh, I'll also say. As for the poly relationship, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I am not big on sex. So for me, a poly relationship would probably just manifest as a group of friends who are also cuddle buddies. Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: But, again, I ask, who brings the soup when somebody's sick, when somebody needs it? And, oh, wait a minute. No, you, you did your thing. That was my one minute. You want one minute? Um,
4: if you have one. If not, I'll talk. <laughs> I I think I do. Um, just that everyone is different when it comes to relationships. Stick with whatever works for you personally. I know that's different with everyone. It is. Were you done? Yeah, I was just going to say it's yes. all right. It is different with everyone.
0: I do ask, though. What if I, I I think of myself and the fact that it's like I am pro-monogamy. I'm team monogamy all the way, mm. period. I wonder how much of that comes from an outside influence. Being like, well, that's the way people live most comfortably and years of my being in religion class and all that stuff, you know? Maybe that's, plays a role. Maybe if I was a general Zer, I would be more open to it, but I, I am team monogamy.
4: Do you think monogamy is going the way of the dinosaur? In all honesty, I really, have no idea, but I would definitely, and I'm proud to say that I am an older millennial, millennial, or what they call us, uh, exennials, something like that. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, my mindset is probably a little different from the younger millennials.
0: I... I don't... I don't think everyone is at the point of just having open relationships. Right. And I... I think that people will love who they love and some people will be polygamous. Some people will be monogamous. Um, polyandry versus polygamy. Polygamy is the marriage. And I looked that up before the show. Polygamy is being married to multiple people. Polyandry, I think, is just being in relationship with multiple people. Mm. I don't know, because I I think back to my uh, days in my early to mid-20s when I actually had a big group of friends. And it's like, Friends, would hmm. we? I don't know. Like, if we were all Gen Xers, some physical uh, interaction might have slipped in at hmm. some point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these things. Hmm. Anyway, the hashtag verse TV family question. If You were presented with a 100% effective functioning method to successfully obtain and maintain a polyamorous relationship. Would you do it? Basic complexity,
4: are you ready for our E? Yes.
0: Hashtag Cerebral TV two two six at at underscore individualist at the Isabel Brown at Mike
3: Man escapes prison after fifteen years, then breaks into a house to look for money. He finds a couple in bed, orders the guy out of bed, and ties him to a chair. The escape prisoner then ties the wife to the bed and jumps on top of her and it looks like he kissed her, then gets up and goes to the bathroom and closes the door. While he's in the bathroom, the husband whispers over to his wife, Hey, He's an escaped convict. Look at his clothes. He's probably spent a lot of time in jail and hasn't seen a woman in years. I saw the way he kissed your neck. If he wants anything, don't resist, don't complain, just go with it. Satisfy him no matter what. This guy is obviously dangerous and if he gets angry, he'll kill us both. Be strong, honey, and I love you. His wife looks at him, smiles, and says, He wasn't kissing my neck. He was whispering in my ear. He told me that he likes men and thinks you're cute and asked me where the Vaseline was. I told him it was in the bathroom. Be strong, honey. And I love you.
2: So I got a question, and a very serious question. I want to know why you heterosexuals see a gay man on social media acting or dressing a certain type of way, and the first question you ask is, what happened to our men? What you mean? And what is your actual perception of a man? Is it masculinity? Because if it is, that ain't it, sus. Meanwhile, gay men are out here doing your hair, your makeup, inventing hair products and skin products, running major corporations, getting married and having children. And let's not forget that you keep negating the fact that there are a lot of gay men out here who do a lot of masculine things. You do realize that there are millions of gay men out here who play sports. There are police officers, firefighters, there are forklift drivers, and they work in construction. The list goes on and on. And most importantly, let's not forget about our gay, lesbian, and trans teachers in the educational system. Now let's talk about all of these gay male fashion designers that you spend all of your money on in your local retail store. Michael Kors, Carl Lagerfeld, Rick Owens. Giorgio Armani, Calvin Klein, Alexander McQueen, Yves Saint Laurent, Balmain, Jill Sander, Gucci. Y'all women, y'all love Gucci, don't you? And did you even bother to ask where our men was while you were purchasing that red bottom shoe? Because yeah, Christian Louboutin, he gay too. Getting to my final point. First of all, stop equating a few gay or effeminate people to all of us gay people because we are all not the same. Secondly, one effeminate gay man does not represent the entire gay community. And lastly, just because a man is in a wig and makeup don't mean he can't change your tie yet. But if you really wanna know where the real men are, how about check the jail or the prison system?
3: I heard a new term on TikTok today that made me stop in my tracks.
5: We are living in the silent depression. This
3: guy believes we are not just living in worse than the Great Depression. We're living in the silent depression. The average annual income in 1930 for an American individual was a little over $4,800. Sounds like nothing. But if you adjust that for inflation, a little over $4,800 a year in 1930 is equivalent to almost $85,000 annually for the average salary for one person right now, the average... Average annual salary is $56,000 a year. We currently are making less than the height of the Great Depression in 1930. Gas was on average 10 cents a gallon. That would be about $1.73. In case you haven't filled up your car lately, average cost of a gallon of gas is $3.55. To buy a new car in 1930 would have been about $860, worth about 15 grand. The average cost of a new car today is. $48,000. And of course, the most coveted aspect of the American dream, being able to buy a house in 1930 cost about $3,900, less than $70,000. I spend way too much time on Zillow, so maybe this isn't surprising to me, but the average price of a home in America today is $416,000. How could we be living through worse cost of living and wages than 1930? And no politician, no media outlet, no one. Is talking about it. That's Bidenomics. It's about growing an economy by strengthening
2: the middle class.
5: For those of you who don't know, there's a journalistic documentary coming out called 1946. It's about two researchers who discovered how the word homosexual entered the English translation of the Bible. And surprise, surprise, it happened in 1946, which wasn't that long ago. The film specifically speaks to evangelicals and addresses how the Bible is not anti-gay. I just got done speaking on the 1946 Community Zoom tonight and just FYI, the film is due to release either in the fall of 2023 or the winter of 2024, but it won't be coming out later than that. We don't have any more definitive dates than that, but just so you know, that's when they're looking to release it.
0: All right, so this has been week two. 126. I'm Aaron Mack. You can find me at Aaron Mack at verse dot com. A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K at B E R S T E A B dot com. You can find Verse T V all over social media. Just search hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B and voila we're there and um, I got that from uh, Sean Puff Daddy (laughs) Combs, Diddy Combs and um, yeah yeah just search hashtag V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V or you can even sometimes on the platforms where we're on just search at v e r s d a v we'll come right up Miss Complexity are you ready?
4: yeah alright so I could definitely be found and always do the different one first um on TikTok and I don't understand how someone got this name, but the name Basic Complexity was already taken. So I had to do a minor change to get the name. So on TikTok, um, my Basic Complexity, so think, well, in that case, three words merge them into one those spaces so that's M-Y-B-A-S-I-C C-O-M-P-L-E-X I-T-Y and like I said that's TikTok now with um Instagram it's just basic complexity so once again that's b s i c c o m p l e x i t y and also my email is basic at verse dot com and well Put that out, spell it out again. That's B-S-I-C-C-O-M-P-L-E-X-I-T-Y at V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V dot com. That's what I
0: have. All right. Again, this has been week 226. And I was debating about where to ask you this, but I made a, a note, a timestamp. So I'll ask you here. Do you remember that uh, Method Man, Red Man album, speaking of
4: uh, Method Man on that song yeah. with Tamika Scott? Do you? Yeah, album blackout. I have
0: it. Me too. You (laughs) know, it's so crazy that I um. That's one of those albums that I. I don't need to go into all of that, (laughs) but. I did like that album. I did feel like. Method Man and Red Man were giving me like um, Timbaland and Magoo, like. Yes. Did did you get Timbaland and Magoo?
4: I, you said, did I get it? Actually, I literally just got it what, a few hours ago. Really?
0: Okay, just got it. Like the MP3 or just got the actual CD?
4: Um, didn't get the actual CD, and I am trying to bring myself away from buying CDs anymore. That's that's a stretch, but I'm trying my best.
0: Yeah, it, it it takes a moment. I had to wean myself off CDs um, a number of years ago. But yeah, you know, that's just where things are going. That's where things are,
4: yeah, and that's fine. Uh, me personally, and, <laughs> and it might sound extremely ancient, but it took me a minute to even switch from cassettes to CDs. I just wasn't ready for that yet.
0: Had you already amassed a collection of tapes?
4: Actually, no. At that point, I didn't really, I only had a few cassette tapes. Mm. And, I mean, unlike when I switched to CDs, I have a ton of them. Now what you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Name a couple of the tapes
4: that you had. I'm just curious. Um and because I haven't seen them in a long time. There are definitely the tapes at well basically me when I recorded music off the radio. Yes we did. Yes we did.
0: Yeah. I recorded um, Coco's entire solo album when they played it on Q ninety-three back in New Orleans. Anyway, but go ahead.
4: I I don't remember it. Coco's that, solo album? You no, know, I mean I don't remember it hearing the full album on
0: the radio. Well, that was Q93 in
4: New Orleans, so yeah. Well,
0: I, I don't that, know what y'all did with what, 92 Q, what's the urban station in D.C.?
4: Alright, that is 95.5. That's the, like, adult
0: contemporary urban. But there's also a young
4: folks, Urban. Um there I thought there was ninety five point I don't five. think so. Then there's also because going off of memory here, there's also um ninety three point nine. I think that's because I,
0: I think it one is one of the early ninety-three ones or early
4: nineties ones. Yeah, so I think that was it because I remember ninety-three point nine, ninety-five point five, um, one o two point something. I don't recall. <laughs> yeah.
0: DC is an interesting place. That's an understatement.
4: Yeah.
0: I like DC, though. I need to yeah. make it back there and reevaluate it. I was uh, talking with a... Uh,
4: huh? Oh, uh, I was going to say, it's definitely changed on... Probably countless levels.
0: Yeah. Um, pretty um, no um,
4: rebuttal here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's changed a lot. <laughs> I
0: think it still holds on to some of the old qualities a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, tonight. So tonight, I asked you this question, but I'm going to ask you again, differently. So, um, I think about the song, Ooh, ooh, tell me me if you know where this line came from. So, tonight is the night like Bandy, right? Some, 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 out of sight. I'm drawing a blank. But does it sound familiar? A little bit. I know, I, I can't think of it. So tonight is a night like bed, right? My teacher, like it, you know, you're out of sight. Anyway, I can't think, but whatever. <laughs> but okay. Hashtag Verse VerseTB family. Peace. VerseTV.com. Stay blessed. Have a good night.
4: Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, A.K.A. Basic Complex. Hashtag VerseTV TV family.
0: Hashtag VerseTV TV. Hashtag Burst TV Family do two, two, six. <laughs>